Alright, so we'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and start recording now. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs. Talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Aaron Mauer, outside the box thinker, here to teach each and every teacher how to tinker. Living on the edge of chaos, born insane. Listening to coffee chugs like caffeine for the boring. One of the top teachers in Iowa, word is born. Here to show the world that there's more here than corn. Chaos. Hello, everyone. This is Coffee Chug, and you are listening to Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast, episode 15. And this one was not planned to be a podcast. But what came of this was so important that I thought we needed to get this out for others to hear so that we could start a conversation about the topic at hand. I was asked to be interviewed by a few 8th graders for a digital footprint project that they're working on in their 8th grade language arts class. And they had some questions for me that they wanted to ask about a project that they're doing to raise awareness to fifth graders about social media. I decided to record it so they would have an audio version. And as we got into the interview, it became more of a conversation where I I was really interested in what they had to say. Um, I I love student voice, but in, in, in particular, the whole entire concept of social media really intrigues me because we have students at all levels, some posting and sharing on every platform under the sun to others as one individual here on the podcast who doesn't use social media at all. So just trying to find the balance, trying to find some answers. And for me, not only as a parent, but as an educator, is social media something that should be explicitly taught within the classroom? And if so, at what age? So with their permission, I have been granted the opportunity to share our conversation I'm going to share it as a podcast. What I would love to hear from is your response to this conversation. We do not have the answers. But what we're doing is starting the conversation, which I think needs to happen. And so reach out to us. All those things that you share with us, ideas, questions, concerns, I will funnel down to the students. And more importantly, when their project is finished, they're developing a video and some other materials to share with our fifth graders I will gladly share what they've done based on what they've found with their research and this project. So please follow our journey and more importantly reach out and let us know what your thoughts are because in the end not only does it make us better, it makes you better and it might be something that the power of students can take a hold of, run with and maybe start to implement some change. Enjoy the podcast and I look forward to hearing what you have to say based on this conversation talking about social media to fifth graders. So, how can we get fifth graders ready to use social media? Uh, it's a great question. I hope you guys are thinking of your answer too. But uh, I think to get them ready, I think raises a, a couple of points. One, 
one, are they even ready in the first place? Um, and I think the conversation has to start. I think every year more and more kids are dabbling in social media at younger ages. And so I think it's becoming an awareness and it's, it's, it led to itself in the, the parent perspective, but I think teachers can model how to use it in the classroom. I think, uh, whether they have like, like a class Twitter feed, um, and start talking about being aware of, of, of what can happen. Um, I know like my son last year in second grade, um, with actually getting bullied on YouTube as a second grader, which seems kind of weird. Um, but, uh, so the, the things are happening. I think kids are on it all the time now. It's not a big deal for even like a third or fourth grader to have an Instagram account, which just seems crazy to me. Like what could a third grader possibly have to share? And then I think about all the stupid things I share and realize they probably have more to share than what I do. So, um, I think it's just an awareness and, and teaching them, um, the guidance of, of what goes on. Cause I don't think a lot of people are doing that, uh, whether it's family or other community members. What about you guys? I have quite, I, I'm interrupting your interview already. And this is just almost my own personal interest, but what, what's your take on fifth graders and social media as eighth graders, you guys all on social media. Maybe that should be the first question you yeah. you're on. Yeah. I know you're on, you on, do you have social media at all? No. No. What about you? Yeah. Okay. So what's your take? If you can think back to being a fifth grader, like, do you think there's a need for it from a student perspective? I don't know if a need, but it seemed, like, really important as a fifth grader. Like, everybody had one, so you wanted one, too. So you were on as a fifth grader? I don't know if I was, but I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to, like, go on. Like, even if it was, like, the stupidest websites, I would always want an account just to say I had I one. So just trying to fit into that that imperial club that seems that everybody's part of, but yet nobody really is. Yeah, you saw, like, older <laughs> kids on it, so you wanted to, yeah. too. Yeah. I got one in sixth grade. Sixth grade? And, like, I would just have random people follow me because nobody else was on it. Yeah. It was weird. And when did you start? Um, last year. Last year? So it's all different ages. Middle school must be the, the key piece here. But I think it's it's I think it's starting earlier and earlier and just because I have a third grader and a first grader. My first grader is mad that she doesn't have an Instagram account. And I'm just going, what are you going to show? Uh what is there to possibly share? So it's it's a good question. All right. What's your next one? Sorry, I got distracted. What's the most common mistake fifth graders would put on social media? Um, I don't think it's just fifth graders. I think it's just people, kids in general. I think some of that is just maybe not aware of that invi- invisible audience. What I mean by that is I think we think we share stuff with the people who follow us, like just our close friends. And I think sometimes we forget that there's this whole other group of people that are watching, whether it's parents, um, random strangers, other kids, you know, teachers, whatever. Not that people are stalking your every move, but I think sometimes we, we forget that as I send out an Instagram or I send a tweet out and maybe it's a dialogue between me and Peter about basketball, for example, um, that there could be a hundred people watching and seeing all that. And what is the perception that we're, we're giving out about ourselves? You know, if, if I'm sharing out an inside joke that maybe is really funny between me and my, and my good friend, how could somebody else interpret that? That's not in on the inside joke. Those types of little things. I don't think we think about, um, which I don't think for the most part harms anybody, but it just takes one bad post, one bad image to create a tidal wave of, headache for for a kid you know maybe you you call somebody out call somebody out or you post something that you really regret and the downside is you can't 
ever get rid of it, even if you say you delete it, it's still there. I mean, the the common case of that guy that released everybody's Instagram account, usernames and passwords that went out, was that about a year ago? Um, and I went through and I could find my mind was sitting right there, you know? And so as much as we think we're private, we're really not, which I think is that misconception that everything is, is clear cut, um, you know, and is private, whether it's Snapchat or anything. It's, you know, Snapchat would be a great one. Everybody says it's instantly deletes. And what did Snapchat reveal after it made billions of dollars? They stored and saved every single thing. So it's 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 still there, which, you know, is, is, is kind of scary. Um, I'll flip that back on you guys. What do you guys think? What, I mean, what's – as you guys have expanded, whether it's one year or a couple of years that you've gone through it, I mean – because I'm personally interested in this as well, even though I know I'm ruining your, your education interview here. But I'm fascinated by the student perception of social media because I look at it, my lens is obviously from a, an adult and a teacher and a parent, but I'm also not the kid trying to make sense of it all as well. I mean, for you guys, who's, who's helped you or who, who, who's helping you figure out what to do or what not to do? Or, or is there anybody? I mean, how, how are you navigating the world of social media? I think I'm not going to post this live. Don't worry. This is, this is your file. I'm not going to like put it what online. But like, how are you making sense of it? So, as, as the things of the things that be issued of your question with the fifth graders that they should be aware of, or, or you know, but for your end, who's helping you? Who's piecing you together through this journey? I mean, is, is anybody? I don't think you just so. Making sense it's of it just, on your own? Yeah, like I think people can be different on social media than what they really are in real life. And, like, when you see that, you're like, wow, they're really fake. And then, you, I don't know. That's what I do. So you probably see, and you guys probably see it among your friends or peers, whether people are someone fake or not, I guess it would probably be more obvious if you're part of that network. I mean, is there a need to even talk about these about social media and education? Do you think there's a need for it from a, a student perspective? I guess it's just easier to, like, let your friends know what you're doing, see if they want to join, I don't know. So it's not really too much of an issue on your guys' end. I guess I'm just curious because I look at it, is this something that we should be talking about like in school, you know, showing what could happen with social media? I mean, obviously you guys are going to bring awareness to fifth graders, so you obviously think it's important unless you just felt like you had to come up with something and you thought this would work. Um, I don't know. But is this – I mean, is, is there a need to have these discussions more in education, I guess, is the question that I have. I think at a younger age, it's more important so they can set themselves up to be successful in that. What about you, Peter? Since you are not in the social media game, I mean, what you, I'm interested in your because you you've taken a stance of just not doing it. So, I mean, do you feel left out of the circle, or I mean, what's your? Um, I guess a little bit, but it's not too big of a deal to me. Yeah, it was not big enough a deal because you haven't yeah cracked into the the networks yet. And what about you? You said you joined social media what more last year, so I really only joined because my friends were telling me like with Snapchat, that's the first thing I got, saying like how cool it was. And then from there I started to get like an Instagram and then I got a Facebook and then Twitter and everything. It just keeps so, going. Yeah. Cool. Alright, what's your third question? Um what is the best way to inform fifth graders about safety on social media other than our video? Um, that's a tough one. 
I think there's kind of two angles on there. One, you probably have a lot of fifth graders who are completely oblivious to social media, you know, and so by making them aware, does that entice them to want to jump on and um, maybe not have the community community around them to help make sense of it all? Um, but I think you have to have that real talk too. Um, you know, there's all those conversations, the topics that have to be addressed at some point in life, no matter how uncomfortable they are, you know, whether it's sixth grade health topics or, you know, other things like that, that you really wish you could avoid, but it needs to be there. Um, and I think it's just showing the, the way I think in education as teachers, I, I personally believe that we should be on social media and we should be showing how to properly do it and, and leading the way by example, especially if we're teachers like myself who, who push the use of it um, in educational matters. I know like in the Choose a Matter project, I really push for websites and Twitter and everything else, but that'd be stupid of me to do that if I wasn't using it myself. Um, and so I think if we know it's going to be happening, you're going to be using it, you need to lead by example um, and kind of stay on top of that because there I know even in the Choose a Matter project, eighth graders, there was two or three times I pulled groups aside and kind of question their tweets or stuff because they were using their say like their group account for the personal and it's like that's that's messing up your brand of what you're trying to achieve with your mission you should have your own separate personal one to share whatever doesn't matter um so it's just those types of conversations because it's the digital footprint and i think you can build that because i just had this conversation just last period with a, a school board member when you graduate high school a lot of you anybody can take an ap class Anybody can join an honors class really anymore. It's not that hard to get a high GPA if you have a good work ethic. So you have this massive group of people on honor roll, National Honor Society, yada, 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 which is all great and things you have to do. But what's going to separate you from the thousands of other kids across the nation that have high GPA, have taken honors and AP class? What's the, the, the big denominator? And if you have stuff out there, of what you've been doing in middle school or high school, these projects and things you've been doing, you've got this portfolio and going, look at, not only do I have good grades, but I've been in action. And that might be something that, that puts you over the edge. So I think it's looking at the potential of what it could do for you down the road. And that was a really long-winded answer to really say, I don't really have a really good answer. What would be your guys' stuff? I mean, I'll flip it back on you. So besides your video, what else do you think should happen? Because I get the feeling that you don't think it's really something that needs to be necessarily addressed in education because no one really said, yes, I think it needs to be there. I mean. I think it does because, does. well, I don't know. I think it's like that whole safe part because like on, let's say, Omegle, for an example, like you can talk with people that are like way older than you. I think they should have a more, like they have an age limit but I think they should actually, like, check on it. Like, I know they can't. Right. But I don't know how you would do that. Like, that's why we would inform them to make sure that they won't, like, get in trouble yeah. and stuff like that. But what about, like, like parent awareness? you think that would be helpful? Like, I was thinking about that, like, when you had, like, like Ask FM or whatever the Ask site was. I know that was really popular. Maybe it still is, but it seems like no one really talks about it much anymore. But at one point, everybody was had that, like, in their, in their, their username bios. You know, we could ask, and then people would just ask a question and just get hammered to death with idiotic stuff. And then they wonder why they people are picking on me. Well, don't one, don't post a stupid question. But, you know, but is that something that I wonder how many parents aren't even aware that those sites are out there? You know, not that you want your parents. That, that, that's, that's the beauty of those sites 
it's your own private slash public piece away from mom and dad and all the people, your coaches and teachers. But for an elementary kid, maybe it's educating the parents. And I don't know. Or you think? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Well, when we started like figuring out what type of video we were making, we were kind of between like informing the parents or the actual kids. So then we decided on the kids because it seemed like like more direct and easier to do. Yeah, and I would agree. And I think coming from an eighth grader perspective to the fifth grade, they'll listen to that a lot more than a teacher or their mom and dad. I mean, you think about how many times your parents have said something to you that goes in one ear out the other. Just not because it's bad advice, but just because it's your parents and you're in that phase of life where they don't know anything. You know? They, yeah, they also, <laughs> like, if I'm on social media and my dad's like, what's that? What's that? Because he doesn't, like, know what right. it is because he didn't really grow up with social media. So if I, he, like, asked me something and I try to explain it, he, like, let me see that. And yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's definitely sometimes a disconnect there, you know. Uh, what else you got? You got another question? Yeah, one more. Have you ever, like, experienced anything that's not appropriate or, like, not right for students? Yeah, I have. Uh, I've seen a lot. I mean, one, because it's, it's constantly out there. Um, so I think, like, I, if I look at, like, my Twitter, like, I love Twitter, and I'm on Twitter all the time. Maybe it's more of an issue than I I want to admit, but... You know, I think a couple of things I, I learned early on when I first jumped on there, I followed all these things. I was following like comedians and different things, and then I started. Then I started having students start to follow my Twitter feed, and I had to be careful like what I retweeted, or you know, you can go in and see who who you're following. And I was like, some of these people probably are not what a parent would want their kid to see from a teacher, you know. And it wasn't anything like I would say, you know, nothing X-rated or terrible, but. Some tweets definitely were not suitable for a teacher to be coming across their Twitter stream um, as they're teaching. At that time, I was teaching fourth and fifth graders, you know, in, in gifted education. So just being cautious of that. Um, and I've also seen students post some really incriminating things. I think not so much themselves, but what their friends post. And I think that is um, probably the biggest thing that worries me is you never know who's taking a picture at any given time, at any moment of your life. And so um, the kind of the stuff that I'm already starting to adhere to my own kids, even though they're young, is when I'm not around or when your mom's not around, are you doing something that's that, that's picture-worthy? And do you want that on the Internet? Because it only takes one person in the background to snap a picture and post it. Um, and I've seen some kids who are considered great kids in pictures, I just go, oh, my goodness. They would fall over if they knew that was out there. Um, so I have seen those things. Um, but I don't. I think for the most part, I say 99% of what you see isn't, isn't bad. You know, There's always going to be those people, whether it's adults or students, they're going to post those things that are just really, really stupid. You know, It's no different than you, know, you probably see stuff every day. Kids do things in the hallways or cafeteria that are just really dumb. You know, but it's their moment of glory. Um, and they're getting attention. And so if they can get that in person or online, they're going to do it. And they don't they don't care whether the attention is good or bad. And so I think that's the big thing. The problem is if you do something in person, it can easily be forgotten. Um, online, it, it's, it's everlasting. So um, those things could come back to bite you. Um, I've seen kids lose their scholarships, fluoride scholarships to colleges based on something they've posted at like a high school party. Um, I've seen a student full ride to uh, Purdue 
uh, for four years. That was the highest prestige um, scholarship of the entire campus, and he lost it based on what he posted on his Facebook page that somebody else shared out publicly. And so those things do happen. So you just got to be careful of your regular action. But that, that's not really a social media issue as it is just putting yourself in the right situation, you know, and getting yourself out of a bad situation before it gets really bad. Um, but, yeah. What about you guys? You guys probably you guys probably see things worse than, <laughs> I mean, because uh, Instagram, you can keep your stuff private, you know, you can a little bit more security. And obviously I think kids are pretty good about not sharing some of those things where it can be seen by the masses, you know, whether it's Snapchat or any of those other kind of secret message apps or Instagram. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys are well more aware of it. You probably got more stuff coming your way than, than, you know, just based on your network of friends and and peers. Um, So how do you guys deal with it? You just. seems like half of it anymore is just trying to embarrass your friends. Right. So just, I mean, at some point, like anything, it probably just doesn't even become a big deal anymore. does it? I mean, it just kind of moves on. I mean, I think the biggest difference that I see with like adults is we think everything is like if, you know, we post a picture of our kid, that's permanent. You know, like we want everybody to see our, our, our kids, our kids are great. Where I think your guys' perception is different. I think you're taking a picture and you're not keeping it there as a, a memory place forever. It's just, that's just the moment in time of, of where you are. You know, here I am, I bought a pair of shoes. You really don't care about seeing that picture when you're 35. You know, that's just that's just like a now, and I think that that's the difference in, in, in mindset between us old people and uh, the younger people. It's not as instant, you know. Some of that might be when we used to take pictures and we had to develop it on on film, you know, and you couldn't, you know, you couldn't rattle off a thousand pictures and delete 900 of them. You know, you had to pay for every single one. So I think there's that disconnect between generations. But um, anything else? I probably gave you way more than what you really wanted, but. <laughs> This is a great topic. I think it's uh, it's one that I'm glad I'm glad someone's doing, especially for fifth graders. It'd be interesting to see their their feedback on it. But anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Thanks.